it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is the main event, Mark's Podcast. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and podcast guy, Dudley. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the ECW Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling and the Jerry Lynn to my Rob Van Dam. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Me and the Chad Kroger of Nickelback. Hell yeah, you sell out arenas, man. Remember when Alex Shelley called drilling that? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, and then, and, and uh, you know, it makes you wonder. It's like they both chopped their hair off at about the same time, I think. You know, yeah, right. Take. So it's like, uh, I, I don't know if we've ever seen them in the same room at the same time. Minnesota is right next to Canada, I'm just saying. Yeah, right. They, they all say a boot and hoose and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it could... It could work. <laughs> God. Uh, but what did not work, ladies and gents, was the show we are covering today. This one, I don't remember wh- like how I found it and why I was like, yeah, I'll put that on the books. Because yeah, it's I not- want to put that out. This is all your fault, by the way. Yeah, well, I wanted to mix it up with an ECW show. I don't believe in throwing good friends under the bus, but for this one, I will make the exception. <laughs> Ass. Yeah, well, uh, I'll take full blame for this one. I mean, uh, I think everybody knows that Greg is never going to pick the ECW show. So there's that. But also, I don't know, man. Like, I I wanted to mix it up, throw something besides WWE and WCW in there. And, uh, yeah, this happened. I I don't know. Were were there no more uh, uh, UWF shows to do or what? Yeah, I'm uh, not exactly champing at the bit to cover any more of that stuff. Like, <laughs> it, it's like, I don't know if I'd, I'd rather cover that or ECW. Like, that's how bad it is. But the, the whole thing with this one is we watch this stuff so that you don't necessarily have to. So you're welcome, America, I guess. Well, not just America. You're welcome, everybody who listens to us. We have... Uh, we have some hits over in, of all places, Singapore and India. Apparently, they love the main event marks over there. So, thank you for listening and uh, tuning in. 
this one we're gonna have fun with because it's uh well ccw all, all you can do is is either cry from laughter or cry from having to watch this but we're gonna try to lighten things up a little bit on you but either way uh we do have a lot of news and notes to get into but first time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by swift lifestyles they are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the usa go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now we're going to take our first break. Uh, On the other end of this, we're going to be talking about the news and notes from February of 99. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks by god somebody's interrupting the main event marks sit down jr it's just me kyle sullivan aka shaggy von doom your host of here in puckberg on the hockey podcast network i know a hockey show on the main event marks who would have thought this is an invasion angle Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Sorry, I'm kind of sick. I can't do it well this week. Yeah, he's 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 powering through. He's doing the best he can. Uh, And I've stolen I've stolen TJ's gimmick. Boy, sick. Yeah, you've been you've been sick a lot more than I have in the past yeah, right? couple months. So there you go. I I don't know what it is, man. I mostly get sick in like the fall time, like 
finally checking out. Yeah, like every damn fall, I get sick. So, yeah. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups, And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. Either way, we do have a lot of news and notes to cover today, so we might as well dive into it. This first story is a major... What the hell are you cracking today? Ginger ale. Oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, what brand of ginger ale? Anything good? Canada Dry. Okay. that I was going to say, if you if, if you said Verner's, I was about to say, ugh. I don't know what the hell that is. That's like the other brand. Like, you always we see We have the Canada two- Dry and Schweppes. Ah, uh, that's, that's one, too. That one's not too bad. Canada Dry, I All think, the is... same. Uh, on... The contrary, I can taste the difference. Because if you hand me a Verner's, which is the other, like, the second biggest brand, I think, that, nah. You hand me a Canada Dry, I'll drink that all damn day long. And uh, for all you alcohol drinkers out there, it's not too bad in a Moscow Mule either. That's uh, Jim Ross's favorite drink. But, this is a major death, but not not necessarily to us Americans, us filthy Americans. But oh, the, reaction, the reaction in Japan to the death of Giant Baba has been huge with comparisons to the death of Elvis Presley and John Lennon here in America. Baba was considered a national hero in Japan. Every TV network and more than 200 other uh, reporters camped outside of Baba's home during the private funeral service. Uncle Dave. That's disgusting. Oh, I don't think that's okay. I, I su- I go back and forth because it's like, as long as you're not harassing people, like, I want to get your word on it, whatever. But it's like, if you're covering it for the nation, you're like, oh, well, you can see outside, you know, morning and whatever. It's like, all right, I kind of get that. They do that for royalty in England and stuff like that. So, like I said. They do it for royalties. Yeah, right. (laughs) And their boss. Yep. Uh, Well, you know, so, like I said, it, it really depends on how they're covering it. If they're harassing the loved ones, that's pretty effed up well the part that got me is when you said it was at the funeral you can like you can let that go and then do it after maybe even before yeah right at the funeral that's disgusting 
yeah, I know. I've known people that have filmed funerals, and I'm like, at what point are you going to want to go back and watch this? Right? Yeah. They're airing get... Jay Briscoe's funeral on YouTube. I couldn't watch that. I saw that, too. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, I kind of understand, like, people want to, you know, show support, whatever. But it's like, you really want to watch it? Like, it's a it's a funeral, man. Like, ugh. I don't know. But either way, Uncle Dave says that it's tempting for Americans, uh, for from the Americans to view uh, Baba in comparison to someone like Hulk Hogan here in America. But in Japan, Baba was far bigger. Uh, Uncle Dave compares it to more like a cultural icon such as Babe Ruth or Frank Sinatra, and that he's arguably one of the top five most famous athletes in post-World War II Japan. Uh, why, is that the, why is that the thing? What, post-World World War II? <laughs> I wonder that, too. I'm like, were there, like, was there a thing like big-time athletes in Japan before World War II? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean... World War II is kind of the, the tipping point where Japan went from being like um, uh, like Imperial Japan, whatever, with an emperor, and then they like kind of changed to more of a democracy after that. But I don't know what that has to do with their athletes. Either way, uh, more than a week after his death, it was still front page news in many newspapers. A telegram company similar to Western Union actually had to shut down for several days because they ran out of paper from people sending telegram condolences to Baba's family. To which I asked, wow. what effing century is this? What about the phone instead of text? Yeah, well, I realize this is 99, so texting wasn't a thing, but at the same time, like... Email like, was a thing in 99? Really? Welcome, you've got mail. Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, okay, instant message, yeah, okay. Um, but my, I, I'm just like... We, you know how the thing was always, oh, Japan is going to beat us in the te- in the tech race and whatever, and, and Japan has all the best tech and whatever. By the way, we're going to send a bunch of telegrams. Like, what? <laughs> like, one thing doesn't compute with the other. It's just, I don't know. But Baba was, a, was very private, and almost no one knew that he was even sick until the very end. There are rumors that he learned of his cancer as far back as five years ago but kept it mostly to himself until the very end. Uh, and then we see that with uh, Chad B- Chadwick Boseman uh, role recently. Oh. Like, nobody knew he was sick whatsoever. And then just, that's why when I, I heard that he, he died, did all uh, that work with cancer. That's crazy. I know. And didn't say a word of it about it. Like, gosh. That's like, that's why when I heard he died, I was like, oh my gosh, was it at like a car wreck or something like that? Nope, he was sick for a long time, just kept it to himself. I think Norm MacDonald did something similar, like, uh, he didn't really tell people that he was dying, and then just one day he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm dying. It's like, and then he's gone. Like, wow. I mean, cool, you know, you're not like fishing for sympathy, clearly, and uh, they still did a lot of good work while they were suffering, so. But... Either way, certainly by the time he was wrestling his last match, his body was already riddled with cancer at that point. Baba's wife, Matoko Baba, had a reputation of the most feared woman in the business, with many people calling her the bad cop to her husband's good cop role. She reportedly tried to keep her husband's death secret, and even when rumors started uh, to spread that he had died, she denied it to people who contacted her. But when it became clear that... Why would you do that? Yeah, it's a little weird. It's like, no, he's, uh, he's, he's resting in the house. He's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Like, I, why? It's, that one's weird. 
but when it became clear that the secret couldn't be contained anymore and newspapers were planning to report on it uh, the next day, she held a press conference to confirm it. She did an interview this week to tell her version of the story. She claims that when Baba wrestled his final match in December, he still believed that he had a bad cold, but she claims that doctors had already told her that it was terminal cancer and that he didn't know yet. That sounds implausible. So you knew that he didn't? Uh, I don't know what the medical laws are like over in Japan, but I don't think that could happen here in America. That somebody else knows your diagnosis. I don't even think, don't. I don't even think they're allowed to share your diagnosis with anyone else unless you tell them they can. Right. Yeah. So it's like, and I don't think there's a version of that where it's like, ah, tell them, but don't tell me. Okay. But either way, uh, she says that the cancer spread over the next two months and that on January 30th, he was told he only had hours to live. And of course he died the next day. As for the future, Misawa will be taking over as the new president of All Japan Pro Wrestling, and it's believed that his wife will remain involved with the business side as well. There's been talks of doing a big tribute show at the upcoming Tokyo Dome show in May, and all the other Japanese promotions, even New Japan, have volunteered to take part and help. But Misawa has turned them all down, saying that uh, it would be uh, purely an All Japan show because that's what Baba would have wanted. Uh, I mean, cool of them to offer shows that they respected him, but dang, that was like the thing where like, I, I'm sure Antonio Inoki was kind of broken up about it because even though they were rivals, they like came up in the business together. And he was another one that when he passed away, it was like a national day of mourning throughout the entire country. You know, I'm talking about cultural icons. Uh, speaking of cultural Is it weird icons. I understand that more than I do that Jay Briscoe shutting down Delaware. Uh, well, that one, I mean, over in Japan, they were like, huge for years and on you know their national tv and whatever uh i mean jay briscoe kind of was but it was more like regional right so, that's why i'm like but yeah. japan was a little less shocking than that yeah right uh the, sandy fork must just be a really really small backwoods part of delaware man that's the only thing i can think and i guess he was a big member of the community there i just he didn't know about a lot of this stuff until after he died and then it's like oh yeah he did this and that and whatever Probably a good like, thing. wow yeah right yeah i mean you don't want to spread it around that a famous wrestler is you know pretty easy to come by and uh you know walk like around the president there <laughs> yeah right ah <laughs> uh, but from one cultural yeah, icon i don't know how jay briscoe weigh in on this <laughs> right yeah, from one, one cultural icon in Japan to one in Mexico now. El Santo, one of the biggest national heroes in the history of wrestling, even bigger in Mexico than Baba was in Japan, was honored with a show marking the 15th anniversary of his death in Mexico last week. I want to pause there real quick. Somebody is that big of a an icon in your country that you've basically made a holiday after them? <laughs> 15 years since his death. Like, yeah, I was going to say 15 years is a big number, too. Yeah, like they were still doing it over a, like a decade and a half after. That's like, I mean, he, obviously he was a wrestler, not a civil rights icon. But that's like here in America, uh, we have, you know, Martin Luther King Day to honor the day he died. Like, that's that's huge. Like, a wrestler is that big a deal. But despite wrestler, not, not Bill Maskeris, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Bill Maskeris was like, I don't know, he was maybe number two. 
I'd say like El Santo was basically like a god in Mexico. I mean, they talk about it here where he was even bigger in Mexico than Baba was in Japan. Like uh, he's he like started it all, I think, like as far as like cultural Lucha icons, he was freaking everywhere. Well, yeah, I remember Lucha Libre is like a religion in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Well, he's so famous. I mean, they take that seriously as like here in America, we do football. Right. But he, like he was so huge in Mexico after even all these decades after his death. He was in that movie Coco. Is that who that was? I want to go on record, by the way, and say that's one of the greatest Pixar movies ever made. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, I loved it. But yeah, you know, uh, you remember they actually say they're like El Santo, like when he walks up. Like, obviously, like anybody who hasn't seen the movie, he walks seen it in a up. While. Yeah, he's in the afterlife. He's got like a, he's all skeleton except for his cape and his mask. And, oh, uh, that's who it is? Yeah. And he, and he like walks up with a girl on his arm and they're like, El Santo, come right this way. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, so he's literally be- bigger than Day of the Dead there, which is yeah, a right. huge thing in Mexico, by the way. Yep. Well, despite not being an officially recognized holiday, the day of El Santo's death is a big deal nationwide every year. CMLL held a big ceremony that was attended by several thousand fans and all ten of Santos's sons. God dang, ten sons. Uh, he was busy. Well, not one of them was wrestling, I'll bet. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was one named El Io del Santo that he was kind of big, but... People said he was not as nice as his father. He was kind of, uh, well, you know, he had the air. Oh, Richard? I'm, yeah. Well, it was one of those, that, well, I'm I'm El Santo's son, so therefore, give me everything. And they're like, yeah, you're not your dad, dude. But, uh, of course, this was, uh, with this being wrestling, they still turned it into an angle. When El Io del Santo, who I just mentioned, was shown visiting his father's tomb, he was attacked by Scorpio Jr. and set up a feud with them. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. That's kind of gross. Yeah, right. Well, okay. Well, what's worse? That where I mean, it's like they're not necessarily crapping on El Santo or the uh, and I realize he wasn't dead. He kayfabe dead. But the funeral scene with Big Show and Big Boss Man where he <laughs> where he goes through. Ha ha, your dad is dead. Your dad is dead. It's okay that we laugh at that. Oh, so effed up. You either got to laugh or cry or cry from laughing. It's just, ah, God. But It's okay to laugh once you realize his dad was really dead. Yeah, right. Uh, they made a whole angle out of, I mean, it wouldn't have been better if the guy actually died. It was like they made a whole angle out of, it's like, hey, let's pretend that your dad actually died, and then we're going to make fun of him. Like, what? And then we're, we're, we're going to call you a bastard on live TV. God, yeah. We're going to have Big Boss Man, like, follow me here. We're going to have the Big Boss Man roll in during the funeral in a Blues Brothers car. And then he's going to and then he's gonna hook up the coffin. If anybody's hearing this and they're thinking it's a joke, go look it up. Yeah, no, this is, <laughs> this is real. It, it unfortunately is. Uh, and post-Russo, by the way, this is not his doing. It could have uh, been. I don't know. It was He left in October, and it was, like, right around then-ish. Mm, yeah. Well... Uh, yeah, where he's going to pull in his Blues Brothers mobile, uh, yelling, uh, like making fun of your dad being dead through the megaphone. And then he's going to hook chains to the coffin and drag it off. And, and you're going to jump on the coffin and be pulled. God. And then uh, 
He's going to flip off the coffin, too. Do like a damn near headstand. <laughs> Which is actually pretty impressive for a 500-pound dude. Yeah, right. Go back and watch it. It's crazy. Uh, we actually, there's there's a clip on our on our YouTube page. If anybody goes and searches through our videos about it. Yeah, we have talked about this before. Uh, I, I put some video evidence in there. Uh, you guys can go check out. So, yikes. Anyway, uh, Ultimo Dragon started a new promotion called uh, Tori Yumo, or sorry, uh, sorry Tor- Tori Yuman, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's works. a reason. Yeah, I don't, there's a reason I'm covering this. I'll get to it at the end. But uh, he started in Japan and that debuted with five successful shows, all sold out, and ended with a major interpromotional angle with Mishinoku Pro and featured the surprise return of Taka Mishinoku from the WWF. This promotion only lasts about five years under the Tori Yuman name uh, before ultimately morphing into Dragon Gate, which I think still exists today. I would, I, I believe so. Either way, uh, Shinya Hashimoto will require surgery for a broken nose that he suffered at the January 4th show when Noya, uh, Noya Ogawa beat the brakes off of him. Somebody getting injured from strong style? Tell me another one. So getting to America now in the, the big promotions, there's a lot to cover from WWF here this week. With Raw preempted this week because of that damn dog show, Nitro did nearly record ratings, even though it was a terrible show. Nitro's ratings, without competing with Raw, did a 5.67, which is about the same rating that Raw has been doing every week when they uh, when they do have competition from Nitro. Anyway, it was an awful show, and the quarter-hour ratings pretty much proved it, with fans dropping out in droves during most segments throughout the show. This was early. Well, this was yeah February of. Uh, what was 99? the card? Ninety nine. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Flair is the president. Hogan is the champion. I think. Okay, so the opening match was Rey Mysterio defeating Blitzkrieg. Uh, uh, Booker T defeated Fit Finley. Uh, Barry, good. Barry <clears throat> Windham and Kurt Hennig beat uh brian adams and horace in the world tag title tournament. oh yeah that's the uh the new nwo the real nwo oh well yeah he's the hogan uh <laughs> Di- diamond dallas page defeated kenny chaos uh vincent defeated the cat uh roddy piper defeated brett the hitman hart for the u.s title and then the main event was Ric Flair and Mongo taking on the Outsiders. And that ended in a no contest. You just sit here proving your point. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm thinking that Brett and Piper match was probably the only palatable thing on that entire show. Is that for the United States title? Yeah. I remember that match. Yeah. I'm looking at screenshots from the show now. It's just, uh, oh, this was after the NWO came together okay uh, oh yeah because the finger poke of doom happened last month didn't it yeah yeah okay so oh gosh yeah and this was in buffalo new york yeah so if anybody wants to go back and watch it uh don't watch it <laughs> before you watch it we should tell you don't watch it right shout out to whoever gets that <laughs> well even though it was preempted in the U.S., Raw was still happening and aired live in Canada. Damn Canadians. But it will be airing in the U.S. later in the week. 
It was also taped in Canada at the Sky Dome in Toronto and was the largest crowd in the history of the Monday Night Wars with over 41,000 fans in the building and set a bunch of Canadian attendance and gate records also. Earl Hebner got the most heat of anyone in the company and was greeted with loud chants of, You screwed Brett. <coughs> Let the past die. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did, uh, what was his response to that? Damn right I did? Or Damn whatever? right I did. <laughs> yeah. He made a shirt that said that. Oh, Lord. Uh, also, a new valet named Ivory debuted, who used to be Tina Ferrari in Glow back in the 80s. I think she's in one of the archives as that name. It's one of our shows in the archives, isn't it? Yeah, one of our Clash, uh, not Clash, uh, Super, Super Clash. That yeah. was it. I think it was Super Clash 1, maybe? Might have been Super Clash 3. Either way, one of them. She's in uh, some Battle Royal or whatever the hell. <sighs> But anyway, so the WrestleMania 15 main event will likely end up as some sort of deal with Austin, Rock, and Mankind for the title. Uh, yeah, it would. But not Mankind was not involved for the title. He was a referee. Right. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, uh, do we give do we give Meltzer half a point here? Right. Kind of. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's not well, like, completely last, wrong. As a recording of this, last week, I was like, oh, the Super Bowl's going to be some combination of the Niners, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Bengals. <laughs> Are you really calling much? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know who else. I mean, I guess it could have involved Triple H or Big Show, yeah. but uh, I don't know. See, the picture of the champ at the moment? Yeah. Oh, no, right. I guess he was. No, he Wait, wasn't was at he? the moment of this. Yeah. When, when did he win the title? February twenty or February twenty. Yeah, he's already lost it. He won and lost it within a wait. Uh, two I, months. He was about to pop up at uh, St. Valentine's. It wasn't even two months. He won it at a. Uh, oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm way behind. I'm, I'm thinking na- later than you. I'm sorry. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say. I don't think I was like. Uh, I don't think he's even debuted we yet. Or well, that, that funeral thing with Big Boss Man. I got confused. So I got fast forward. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is later this year. Uh, Big Show's had a weird career in WWF. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah, only there, though. <laughs> well, uh, these next two stories about the Road Dog are not great, but uh, he's pulled the nose up. So, Road wow. Dog. Is... You didn't watch Impact. You didn't watch Dynamite last night. No. Why? What was? What did Road Dog have have to do with uh, Dynamite? Well, it wasn't him, but. Uh, the ass boys were talking crap to their father and t- talked about him going and dousing some pills. I was like, what wow. the hell? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Well, about that. Uh, I just flash Road- you back to it. Road Dog is expected to check into rehab this week. It will probably be out until WrestleMania. WWF recently <sighs> did some drug testing and Road Dog failed, and then he voluntarily went to management and asked for help. Wait a minute, did you say FWE walk off? I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, if Jared you want me to there, get help, go to help. <laughs> right. Well, you know, if Jeff Jarrett was there in his ear, he probably would have. But yeah, I love uh, Jeff Hardy before anybody thinks I'm talking crap about him. Yeah, I'm like a well, mega fan. Is it hurts that he's going through this? God. He's went through it for ever. Like, I know. The dude just can't feel bad when clean. you do it yourself. Yep. I'm just saying, you know, it just sucks to see. Oh, I know. But uh, 
his planned match against Al Snow at next week's pay-per-view is off. Oh. That's one that would have Wait, put Wait, are you sure I thought it happened? Maybe it did. I, I thought that I was only with the river. Yeah, I, I mean... Or wait, no, that might have been Hardcore Holly. No, I'm confused. Uh, it was Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Division That's right. yes. Yeah, it was. Because uh, that this is a show, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, now in the archives. That's a show where they were in Tennessee, and they brawled out by the, the river or whatever the F. It was, uh, it was definitely Holly and... Uh, Snow, I remember that. Oh, you know, no, yeah. Road Dog was one in the snow, in the actual snow. <laughs> right. Uh, this is oh, all real, yeah. folks. I think that Raw is now in the archives, too, but I just don't remember off the top of my head which one that was. Something in 99, and knowing you was probably in the Georgia Dome. Uh, maybe? Well, no, it couldn't have been. In case people because... who listen to this couldn't tell, TJ has a hard on for the Georgia Dome. Well, it's just an ex- it's like it's closed down now, and uh, it was a historic thing. It's like well, it's kind of like if let's say Nitro was ever in Madison Square Garden, I would have put that on the schedule too, because like that would have been hardcore middle finger to Vince. But uh, it, it couldn't that one couldn't have been at the George Dome because you it just said there like was snow. Ring of Honor beat AW WCW and everything else to the Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> well, they had to, they had to buy Tetra their time. Be- do it, but Ring of Honor could. Well, they had to buy their time because. Uh, well, Vince didn't stop going there until the Barclays was built, and then he was like, "Ah, we got a better building to go to that's cheaper." Bye. I, I don't think know. The- I've been to both. I don't know what would be considered better. Yeah. Well, the did you setup- go? Did we go in the garden when we went? Did you go in there? Uh, I did not. I oh. walked around it. But uh, well. They said it costs more kinda, to film. It kind of hurts to say this, but I went to the Garmouth every New York trip I went to besides with you. I don't know why we didn't go. Uh, I don't think there was anything going on when we oh. went, but it was August. So, yeah, I don't know, but maybe or maybe Billy Joel was there. I don't even remember now, but either yeah, way, there's no, uh, Knicks, there's no uh, Rangers. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it would be. Yeah. But speaking of the road dog, he had a pretty bad scare last week at the ho- at a house show. The top rope was loose, and it resulted in him taking an unplanned bump over the top, and he landed on his head. His right arm went totally numb. He got back in the ring, but the Undertaker immediately pinned him, and then the show was held up for about 15 minutes while they put him in a cervical collar and took him out on a stretcher. Luckily, it was just a stinger, and he was released later that night, and hasn't, but he hasn't been wrestling since. Damn, man. Yeah, it's a bad time. I, I remember uh, it, it wasn't quite this bad, but close. It could have been. Uh, Jim Cornette talked about when they had when they had Mark Henry down in OVW to train. Uh, WWF insisted that they use their old rings, whatever, with with real ropes. And Cornette said he hates real ropes. He likes cables better. And Mark Henry hit the ropes, and they effing snapped, and he fell out of the ring. Oh, I wonder why. He's not a big fella. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's another thing with real ropes. Like, they break. Uh, you're not going to snap a cable. Like, I've been, in a, I've been in a ring with like real cables. I've never felt like real ring ropes in, in a ring, but I've been in a ring with cable and those MFers are not going to break. Now, you might break the corner some way, somehow, but you're not going to break the rope itself. 
<laughs> but uh, getting back to this guy, the Giants WWF contract starts on February 10th, and he will be appearing at the Toy Fair event for WWF on the same day. He may be debuting as soon as uh, this week's St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view, and he was. Although his first match, uh, or first major match, won't be un- uh, won't be taking place until at least WrestleMania, due to the or recent on a Raw prior. <clears throat> Say what? Or on a Monday Night Raw prior against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I remember. Didn't he get disqualified? At no, I think Austin beats him clean. No, so, uh, which is kind of uh, shocking in hindsight. I mean, on WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he like choke slams the referee into uh, I think he choke slams Mick Foley who's the referee I think he uh, into chairs or he choke slams Mick Foley who is going to be the referee he wins that's right okay yeah and because Mick was going to be in that match and then if he won he got to be the referee in the main event whatever uh and uh the big show effing choke slams him into chairs and gets his idiot ass disqualified and you and I were now in the archives, by the way, you and I were like, why? Like, this is like he got disqualified on purpose because he's an idiot. So, like, well, he was turning on the corporation eventually anyway. So. But yeah, yeah. but it's like it, it was it just at the time he was still all in with the corporation. So it just made him look hashtag stupid. all in. And that was his second pay-per-view appearance in the WWF. And the first time he effed up too, because he <laughs> threw Austin into the cage wall and busted it open. And, and you Austin thought it won. was the only guy to ever triple his own dick. <laughs> he just made the big show look like I'm like, who are the writers coming up with this? Like, good lord, he looks like a moron. Ah, <sighs> whatever. But and then they would make a whole thing out of it with Shane McMahon calling him a moron. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe he wasn't wrong. But due to the recent liposuction surgery he had, Giant hasn't been able to train, so he's not in great shape and is still heavier than they want him to be. Yeah, that's going to be an issue for, like, ever <laughs> for his career. Until, until 2008. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I remember, like, I, wasn't it Bruce Pritchard that said he just wanted to be known as the big nasty bastard? <laughs> and they were yep. like... We can't call you that. And then they did. They made a shirt for it. Yeah, it's, but that wasn't like his actual name. It was just like a, a nickname or whatever. Like, that. that's whatever. But, well, Bruce Pritchard said he also didn't get it when uh, Vince came up with the name Big Show. And he's like, the hell is that? Like, what? why are we calling him the Big Show? Like, And he's like, now that's what everybody calls him and that's what everybody knows him as. So, you know, oh, no more BS. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, see, it's funny. We, we see her call the guy an idiot, but like he's ripping off uh, Tony Khan all that money just to sit around on a damn YouTube show and do commentary. He can't be that dumb. And dress up like Captain Insano again. So there you go. <laughs> just for the record, anybody listening, I'm not calling the man an idiot. I'm calling his character that was written for him an idiot. Yeah, because clearly the man is not an idiot. Right, yeah. Hey, whatever. He doesn't have to take any damn bumps. He just has a. Sit there, be huge, and uh, you know, talking to a mic. Good for him. Speaking of being huge, but apparently there's a lot of heat with WWF and Sable right now. Both Sable and Mark Merrow reportedly asked for their releases from 
the new three-year contracts that they just signed a couple of months ago, but both were turned down. Well, yeah, if like you just re-upped a couple of months ago for three years, and then you're like, ah, one out. Like, no. Probably being overpaid anyways. Right. Uh, WWF knows that they're going to get a lot of publicity out of the upcoming Sable Playboy issue, so they don't want her uh, don't want her leaving right when it comes out. They have also complained that Sable never trained to be a wrestler and didn't come to the WWF to be one, and that she doesn't want to wrestle. The word is that Sable made a ton of money from the Playboy shoot and is in a position where she is, where she financially doesn't need the WWF right now. Also, Sable. China and Deborah were on a TSN show this week, and the conversation got heated with Sable and China shooting at each other, and Sable accusing China of using steroids and trashing her for plastic surgery. A lot of people in the WWF. Oh, I want to be throwing stones. Right. <laughs> a lot of people in the WWF sided with China on this, feeling like Sable went way over the line. Right after getting denied a request for release, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Something doesn't compute there. If anybody goes back and watches, China is clearly in character, and Sable is taking all of her comments like it's a shoot. Like, oh God. Bro, uh, we talk and shoot, bro. We talk about this a little bit more uh in depth in a clip that's now on our YouTube page. You guys can go search for that as well. Yeah, but not right now, finish yeah. the show first. Right. And I, I love how China and Sable are just sitting there throwing barbs at each other uh, at, for a shoot. Meanwhile, Deborah's just sitting there like, uh, don't get me involved. <laughs> and yeah, to your point, if somebody's going to go after somebody else about plastic surgery, uh, Sable probably shouldn't be the one throwing them stones in front of a glass house. I thought I'm not uh, okay with the work. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, applause to the, uh, to the doctor, but you know, whatever. And following that up with this, since he can't get out of his contract, Mark Merrill recently pitched an idea of basically doing an old doing his old Johnny B. Bad gimmick from WCW, but WWF shot it down. I thought that's what they wanted to begin with. Yeah, they couldn't. I was going to say, I don't know how accurate this is because, well, I will say this. They were leaving out a few details because maybe he did pitch it and WWF did shoot it down because... They were like, why do you think you're marvelous Mark Merrill right now? Why do you think we made you the wild man? Because we can't make you Johnny B. Bad. WCW owns that trademark. I thought Little Richard owned it. Yeah. Well, that was the, like this is the thing. Like Vince wanted Johnny B. Bad. He did not want Mark Merrill. But then apparently, it's like you would think at that point Vince would know how copyright works. But apparently he's the king of it now. Yeah, right. But like maybe he thought, well, we can get around it. Uh, no, sorry. But uh, I I don't understand because like people get around it now with like you basically see that like people doing the same exact gimmick everywhere they go. All they have to do is like change their name and maybe slightly alter stuff they do. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that works nowadays, but back in the 90s, uh, Scott Hall shows up with a toothpick and slick back hair, and they're like, wow, copyright infringement. <laughs> well, the accent, too. 
Yeah, right. Well, I like how Bischoff pointed out. He's like, if our lawyers were worth a damn at Turner, he said, you know, they would have, I don't know, maybe looked at footage of the last time Scott Hall was in WCW where he was walking around with a toothpick in his mouth and the same hairstyle. You know, it, you could have thrown that in their face, but no. Well, the problem let's, is, let's that, the that. problem is, they didn't go after WWE for doing it. Therefore, it became yeah, WWE's copyright. That kind well, of collapsed on. Yeah, well, something like that because <clears throat> they didn't necessarily trademark like the look per se, the look, bro. But that's their whole whole thing. It's wow. like, and you, <laughs> but you can. I I've seen lawsuits fall apart like that before, where it's like, well, they did it here first, and it's like, oh, well, I guess they did. All right, well, you know, whatever. As long as it's not like identical, I guess. But nowadays, people do identical stuff. You've also got smart people that trademark their stuff, like, and don't let anybody else get a hold of it. So that's becoming. Yep, uh, Santino Morella did it, uh, and they're CM Punk and Samoa Joe have been CM Punk and Samoa Joe everywhere they went. So good for them. But uh, the reason The Rock has been wrestling in a shirt lately, you're going to love this one, is because he had chest surgery to fix his uh, gyna, gynecomastia, I guess, quote, or bitch syndrome, as it's known in slang, says Uncle Dave. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, no, those are not my words. That is Uncle Dave putting that in print. God. He's such an ass. Right. First of all... <clears throat> This is the least of it, but I like how Uncle Dave says, as it's known in slang, like, shut the F up. Like, how the hell would you know? But second of all, yeah, well, because, you know, when I think of cool, somebody who knows slang and talks jive, <laughs> you know, Dave Meltzer comes to mind. Uh, you know what they, you know they call it on Impractical, impractical Jokers? What? Uh, to taste. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> It took me forever, by the way, if anybody watches the uh, the Clerks movies or um, uh, Jane and Silent Bob, any of that. There's the restaurant movies. It took me forever. To, I was like, oh, my God, that's like man boobs. <laughs> like, I didn't even think about that at first. But, yeah, like, really? Did, did Uncle oh, Dave's really? Now getting it. Yeah. Well, you, it's like it's a cow. So I thought, moo, you know, movies, whatever. But, yeah. But I just love how Uncle Dave is so confident in himself. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, in my newsletter, say that The Rock has bitched syndrome because, you know, I'm cool. Whatever. Well, his nephews think he is. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually. But my mom says I'm cool. But speaking of him, along with The Rock, The Hardys, and Ernie Ladd, Ken Shamrock and Gene LaBelle also appeared on that 70s show episode this week. It was a fun episode. Yeah, didn't The Rock play his dad? Yeah. That's kind of funny. I'd have to go back and watch the episode. I, for, I forget. Like, I remember that it happened. I just don't remember anything. Ken Shamrock has, has, like, a white guy afro. It's hilarious. <laughs> like some uh, mutton chop, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Cyberns. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking of that. A line from Knocked Up where uh, Catherine Heigl asks uh, Seth Rogen, she's like, I love your hair. What do you put in it? And he's like, oh, it's called Jew. (laughs) (laughs) He would. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, So this effing story, man. You mean jail? No, Jew. 
right. This story, man, I like teeing it up. Two right wing. Huh? All right, go for it. (laughs) Two right wing religious groups, the American Family Association and Morality and Media Inc. have have complained about the WWF's Super Bowl commercial. Specifically, the brief shot of the two people who are shown making out in the background and sent numerous complaints to the FCC. One of the groups put out uh, put out a press release uh, saying, quote, a woman was clearly shown on an office desk on her back with her skirt wide open, legs spread high in the air towards the viewing audience. Deep between her legs was a man thrusting his groin wildly in simulated sex, end quote. <laughs> I'm more offended with the damn Broncos winning that Super Bowl, to be fair. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't even get through that sentence. Uh, That's all but, real, by the way. Well, Go watch Uncle, this on YouTube. It's all real. Uncle Dave said, which is obviously a bit of a exaggeration. I'd have to go uh, back and watch. I don't remember I don't that think, part. I don't think it was an exaggeration. I feel like that was true. Well, the press release also said that wrestling is, quote, neither a sport nor a form of entertainment fit for a uh, fit for a civilized people, end quote. Ah, well, then I found their new tagline. John Stossel write that. Hey, WWE, neither a sport nor a form of entertainment fit for a civilized people. <laughs> I'm I, kind of offended. That could be that, that could be a new shirt, man. I, I I could see it now. They should have capitalized on that. I'd have bought that shirt. Uh, but I can see Chris the, Jericho wearing that nowadays. Good lord, yeah, right. That that should be their new announcement before their their music hits. We're not done with the lamestream media yet. This one is about one person in particular, and it's dumb. The AP news oh. story, but <clears throat> yeah, uh, the AP news story that about uh, Kurt Angle ran in newspapers around the country this week, basically talking about Angle transitioning from Olympic amateur wrestler to pro wrestling and all the people criticizing him for it. The story also talked about Angle's wife possibly joining him in WWF and becoming his valet. Uh, Not yet. Yeah, they're about uh, a decade too too far ahead of their time. But yeah, I just like how... (laughs) In the story, they're like, people are so disappointed that he became a pro wrestler. Like, uh, to Angle's own, like, out of Angle's own mouth, like, he's like, well, I wasn't really planning on going back to the Olympics. Uh, And he's like, the endorsement deals were kind of, you know, drying up. He's like, I had to do something to make money. And he became possibly... People still think exactly they just paid to be in the Olympics something. Yeah, right. Uh, And it's like, Okay, if you get multiple medals or you find a way to stay relevant for long enough, you can get some good endorsement deals, whatever. <laughs> Michael Phelps. Like, yeah, Michael Phelps. Uh, that who's that? Uh, the hot gymnast girl. I think she was a gymnast that uh, is like famous for doing like a dirty look or whatever the hell. She was in some in- insurance commercial not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I I know her, what she looks like. I can't think of her name. Yeah. I have no idea who the hell she is. Apparently, like I said, apparently she did gymnastics or some such nonsense. But yeah, so I, I'm sure the endorsement deals are, you know, done, uh, you know, drying up for her too. And then there's uh, Simone. Well, like Simone Biles kept herself uh, relevant long enough. So there you go. Yeah, you she signed up with your, Subway. Yeah, 
hey, you got to start when you're when you're young. She got in there at a fairly young age, whereas someone like Kurt Angle, I think he, he was one and done, man. Well, but, he did medal in the hardest Olympic sport to medal in, apparently. Yeah, right. He <laughs> broke his freaking neck in the process. So there you go. Uncle Dave mentions that. Well, and this is going to go nowhere, by the way. I just got to preface that. Uncle Dave mentions no. that, quote, a name to look out for is Brock Lesnar, who is a junior at the University of Minnesota uh, and currently ranked number two in the country as a heavyweight amateur wrestler. <laughs> rumor, rumor is that WWF is interested in signing him one of these days. That will never go anywhere. I've never heard of what is this Bork Lesnar? Like, who the hell is that? Brock, uh, I think he's the quarterback for the 49ers. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, big uh, something that uh, something that rhymes with Brock. Good Lord, uh, I, love, I, didn't say it. I love how that's I love how that sign got on TV, by the way. Like <laughs> uh, people are just throwing that around now. And didn't he he went down in the championship game, didn't he? And kind of blew the whole damn thing. I don't. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he hurt his elbow really bad. Yeah. Well, I, I should preface that. He didn't blow it. He went down, and his team blew it. So, it's that. Uh, Freaking damn Philadelphia, man. Like, I had no... I mean, not that I was like, yeah, I want to see the Niners in the Super Bowl, but uh, I just don't like anything from Philly. So, the Eagles getting in kind of like, ugh. But I know... I can guess who you're rooting for in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, fly Eagles, fly. Go, go Philly. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, who, who are you going to root for? The Eagles or uh, Kermit the Frog? Yeah, it's, uh, that's, uh, that's a tough one. Anyway, getting into WCW side of things here. Lex Luger suffered a torn bicep in a house show match with Conan and is expected to be out for three months. Luger has been very vocal about blaming Conan for the injury. He still expects to work Super Brawl. He's in a tag match with Kevin Nash against Rey Mysterio and Conan with Rey's uh, mask on the line versus Elizabeth's hair. But it's expected. I was there. Oh, you were there for the mask versus hair. Uh, yeah. Is that, is that where Ray lost the mask? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you got, you got to see history, man. Not good history, but history nonetheless. I've seen two unmaskings, actually, at that event. Uh, who is the other one? Hooventude. He unmasked on the same show? Not the same show. Same event. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Frickin' Bischoff. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I like this last line. It's expected that Nash will do most of the heavy lifting in the match. <laughs> uh, I... Wasn't it Hall? I mean, Nash was in the match, but... Um... I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like it was. I feel like it was Hall, yeah. I feel like Luger was just there. I don't think he was in the match. We'll have to uh, we'll have to review that event one of these days. If I remember correctly, this one was in Oakland, not in the Cow Palace. One was in huh. Oakland. I don't remember if it was this one or the last one. I know w, didn't WCW like going to the Cow Palace usually? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, WCW's Lucha Libre show with Telemundo won't be happening. WCW spent more than $300,000 filming the pilot episode in Waco, Texas. A random-ass place to film. Uh, a few weeks ago, but it was aid... Huh? 
probably cheap. Yeah, right. Uh, but it was a disaster with bad matches and nobody even knowing who was going uh, to show up until right before the show because they were <laughs> because they were trying to bring in CMLL wrestlers who were having trouble crossing the border. God, <laughs> that one alone. The CMLL president, Paco Alonso, deci- uh, decided to make a deal with WWF to send wrestlers there. So basically, the whole thing just turned into a mess, and Eric Bischoff decided to pull the plug on it. The pilot they filmed won't even be airing. Oh. Making this the second worst thing to happen in Waco. Oh, God. That. I didn't even know that was a thing. They were they were planning a Lucha Libre show? Like, well, you know, because, you know, they treated the luchas with such reverence in WCW, you know, (laughs) (laughs) as we just said, by the way, right. There was psychosis, Hooventude, Ray, and then the rest of them. All three of which you named lost their mask, by the way. Yeah. Oh, did, uh, um, did psychosis lose his mask in WCW? I want to say lost in a nitro against Kidman. Wow. See, I don't remember that. I remember him showing up in WWE without it, and I was like, whoa. Uh, that was jarring. But I still don't understand. Like, You figure with the, the merchandising that WWE did with Ray, you think they would have like put the masks back on Hoovy and Psychosis and been like, let's make some money off of it. Sell some masks. Oh, no. They decided to keep one mask and put them on lawnmowers. Yeah, like throw him on a lawnmower and uh, have him ride out to the ring. Because, you know, that's not incredibly racist or anything. Next, we're going to well, bring in... that was uh, Hoover idea. Well, next, we're going to bring in, a, you know, a bunch of female luchadoras and, uh, and dress them up like maids and send them out to the ring. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Be... Yeah, uh, I, God. Some of the stuff. And, yeah, it was Hoover's idea. I'm sure it was Hoover's idea. But Vince's reaction shouldn't have been, ha ha, god dang it, pal, that's good crap. Like, <laughs> it probably should have been along the lines of, no. More like, hell no. <laughs> and then we've got John Cena wearing a mask years later, calling himself Juan Cena. That was uh, something. Anyway. WCW and NBC are still in talks for them to be airing specials after the NBA season ends. Doesn't happen. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what the, what the deal with this any of this was. And maybe it was because WCW wasn't as valuable at this time. But outside of wrestling, but still involving WW, uh, WCW... Goldberg got a lot of media publicity for his appearance before Congress recently, where he spoke out against dogfighting and cockfighting and about being an animal rights activist. He also appeared on Regis and Kathy Lee and will be on Jay Leno's show next week. Well, how about that? You mean the guy who headbutts lockers before matches? He, uh, you know, he's, he's a big animal rights activist and he's appearing before Congress. Like that's that blows my mind more than anything in this story. Can you imagine Goldberg walking into the U.S. Congress? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. That's a mountain uh, of a man. A whole lot of beef. That was like that. It'd be like that scene in Superman where he appears before Congress. Or, excuse me, uh, it was uh, a Bat- Batman versus Superman. 
You remember yeah, that part? They, yeah, where they handcuffed him. Which is kind of funny. Hindsight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's but, become one of my favorite memes. Like, blah, 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 whatever. Just remember, they once handcuffed Superman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to assume that uh, Goldberg's appearance before Congress involved less jars full of piss. So... <laughs> If people don't get that reference, go back and watch Batman v Superman. That was, or or maybe don't. That's, uh, yeah, that was a movie. Anyway, there's some backstage drama in WCW over how to book Bret Hart. <laughs> you don't say. The idea has been to build him up to a or build it up to a Hollywood Hogan versus Bret Hart match at Halloween Havoc later in the year. At a recent booking meeting, DDP pitched the idea of having Hart do a job for Booker T. Since Booker T has put over Hart three times in the last few three months, uh, and Hart didn't necessarily have a problem doing a job to Booker. Why would you want to do anything for Booker T? What's he ever going to accomplish? Right. Well, I guess it says Hart didn't necessarily have a problem with doing a job to Booker, but he pointed out that if he's being built up to challenge Hogan, he probably shouldn't be jobbing to mid-card guys along the way. I mean, I can understand that. Kevin Nash, the head booker, doesn't feel that Hart is over enough and doesn't want to do a Hogan versus Hart match anyway. Well, why the hell do you think he's not over enough? Like, uh, oh, could it be? I don't know. Maybe something we did. Like, uh, how have we been booking him? But God, anyway, word garbage comes to mind. <laughs> uh, basically, it led to a Hart and uh, it led to Hart and Nash getting into an argument. Because Hart says all they want him to do is to job to people, and it doesn't make sense if he's going to be facing Hogan. Nash went to Eric Bischoff, complaining that Hart was being uncooperative and didn't want to put anyone over. I feel like I remember watching Bret Hart lose to Finley. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's like if you're trying to make him mean something, like, God, he's got to win. But. On one hand, Bischoff feels that Brett needs to be pushed harder in order to justify the huge contract they gave him. But Nash well, thinks that Hart... Yeah. We started it all. Right. Uh, but Nash thinks that Hart is overpaid, not uh, not over with the fans, and doesn't want to push him at all. In the end, Nash got his way this week, and Brett dropped the U.S. title to Roddy Piper on Nitro, even though Piper's bad hip may need another surgery... He's in terrible pain lately and can barely effing move. <sighs> I wonder why Brett never got over in WCW. Hmm. Stupid. There you go. WCW Thunder was so bad this week that by the end of the show, fans were chanting. I, I don't believe you. By the end of the show, fans were chanting backlash, which is the name of the WWF pay-per-view that will be held in the <laughs> same arena in April. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you mean Thunder sucked? No way. Oh, man. Who the hell chance for backlash? I know, right? That's a random ass chant if I ever did hear one. I'm trying to remember backlash, I think that was good. Uh, well, this was the first one, so I don't know. But this was the anyway. infamous Boiler Room Brawl match with Big Show and Mankind. Oh, if I remember yeah. correctly. There's no way Thunder was worse than that. There's no way in hell. Right. Uh, well, here's some reassurance, Greg. The barbed oh, wire, that, the barbed wire that the Sandman used in his debut on WCW was confirmed to be fake rubber barbed wire. 
Oh, well, well thank God. Out where, one the, where one of the fan grips the hell out of it. You could, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Uh, Uncle Dave said it looked real enough, and he's like, yeah, if you can get away with it, why are you going to wrap yourself in real barbed wire? Like, it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. It's not like the Sandman would ever do something stupid. Yeah, right. Uh, we mentioned this guy earlier. Uh, this is a sad story about him, though. Psychosis has been taken off TV in recent weeks because his pregnant wife had a miscarriage, so he's been off dealing with that. Uh, oh, that sucks. sucks. Yeah, that's awful. Marcus Bagwell has been given limited clearance to start easing back into wrestling wrestling again after his scary neck injury last year. Uh, if nobody knows, we've talked about it on multiple shows in the past. He took that bulldog from Rick Steiner that he, you know, Rick has done a million effing times. And he landed wrong, and they thought uh, Buff might actually be paralyzed. They could have, you know, used that to make him a huge baby face, but nope, swerve, bro. He's a heel. Back in the NWO. Yep. Lazy booking. <laughs> it sucked. Like, why? The fans were ready, man. But nope, back in the NWO. WCW is reportedly offering and, Chris and Jer- It didn't. It didn't uh, elevate Rick Steiner anywhere either. Nope. Nobody benefited. They just moved the F on. But WCW is reportedly offering Chris Jericho a $750,000 per year deal to stay, but he hasn't accepted it. Uncle Dave doesn't think that the WWF will even come close to matching that offer financially, but the WWF does offer a lot of other obvious advantages that WCW doesn't. Well, wouldn't you know who won the pony? Obviously, I don't know what Jericho signed for. I don't really care, but yeah, I think he made the right choice. Uh, this is where it starts getting, uh, these, well, when you go from, you know, doing stupid stuff to <clears throat> interrupting the rock. Yeah. Can right. You get any higher than that? Yep. And then he became a multi-time world champion. So there you go. Yeah. Osho. <laughs> well, these next, uh, couple stories were kind of scary, but the guys pulled through. They're fine. Perry Saturn and Shane Douglas both had heart scares this week. In Saturn's case, he was having shortness of breath and kept getting worse at his hotel, and he tried to drive himself to the hospital, but he got to the point where he almost couldn't breathe at all. He stopped at a toll booth and alerted the people there who called an ambulance, and they had him rushed to the hospital. Jeez. He had he had EKG tests done that uh, concerned the doctors, and they wanted to keep him overnight, but he checked himself out against their wishes and flew home to Atlanta. He had more tests done when he got home and is hoping to be cleared to return to the ring again soon. Uh, Saturn has been wrestling with a back injury, compressed vertebrae and discs and whatnot, and he believes that something related to that sent him into a panic attack, which made his heart go nuts, thus the EKG readings. Yeah, I don't think he uh, really had any issues after that. So, And he kept wrestling for years after this, so he must have been fine. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in Shane Douglas. Yeah, that's case, coming up, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Shane Douglas's case, he was also in the car driving back from a show when he started suffering heart attack symptoms and went to the hospital. There's no word if he actually had a heart attack or not, and he's been in the hospital for three days, so it's probably something serious. Douglas is telling people that he expects to be back at uh, shows this week, although he won't be wrestling. Uh, yeah, well, he still has his stint in WCW to go. Why the so. hell would you go back to the show if you have a... Why would you go back to 
be on the show if you have just a heart issue. Wrestling or not. I know. It's like, chill out, man. Like, just uh, take it easy. I mean, obviously, they didn't Whatever find they're paying anything. you, it's not enough. Right. I'm assuming they didn't find anything. Because if they had, uh, I don't think he would have been wrestling ever again. But And then, like I said, he went to WCW after this. And I can almost guarantee they had more stringent, you know, health evaluations than ECW. Uh, what sp- makes you think that? Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, but speaking of which, well, before we wrap up the news here, uh, we'll get into this. Bob Backlund announced that he will be running for Congress as a Republican in his home state of Connecticut in the 2000 election against incumbent Democrat Congressman John Larson. Backlund still wrestles indies occasionally, and when, when announcing his plans to run, he spoke about Jesse Ventura's success in becoming governor of Minnesota. Backlund had previously <laughs> considered running for Senate in 1998, but it never panned out. I remember in the Royal Rumble 2000, he makes an appearance, and Jim Ross makes a comment when he runs to the crowd. He goes, looking for Connecticut registered voters. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, he was something else, man. Uh, but let's wrap up the news with a couple of stories, and uh, I- I'm saving the- this for last because it will go into the pay-per-view. So, this week in ECW. If I may have another volley. Sir. At an, e- at an ECW house show, RVD did his big dive from the ring into the crowd, but he ended up taking out a fan who was knocked unconscious and was down oh on the God. ground. He was down on the ground for a while before being taken out in an ambulance. And I'm assuming Paul E and his lawyer father just threw a bunch of money at this person so they wouldn't sue. My Jewish father is a lawyer, sir. <laughs> no, that, that, that's impossible. Implausible, I say. But yeah, good Lord. Maybe don't do that, Rob. Like, or maybe security or should back them up. Yeah, right. So Public Enemy will be uh, likely finishing up with ECW again after next month's pay-per-view. Word is Bye. that W. Say what? Bye. <laughs> well, word is that WWF has offered them a contract. There's also rumors that they're in negotiations to return to WCW, so who knows? Well, uh, they did go to WWF, and, uh, well, they got the piss beat out of them by the APA, so there's that. If, if anybody cares to, to look that up, man, um, Farouk and Bradshaw just beat the brakes off those two. It was rough to watch but uh tajiri versus super crazy on this week's ecw tv show is the best u.s match so far this year according to uncle dave granted we're only two months in but still uh sure i'm just gonna take your word for it because i I don't even know what to say i mean not that it's a bad match by any means but really tammy sitch (sighs) this is a story that we just keep going and going for decades Unfortunately, Tammy Sitch was arrested last week at her mother's house for violating a restraining order because she's not supposed to be on the property. Chris Candido missed a couple of ECW shows dealing with that. She was released the next day. Wow. <sighs> 2023. Nothing's changed. Nope. We talked about this. It's like, how bad do you have to be where your mother has a restraining order on you? 
God. So here goes Uncle Dave with this. Don Marie not only had breast implants done, but she also allegedly had her lips, cheeks, and thighs done as well. Thanks, she was Dave. all the way live. Yeah, right. Uh, she didn't need plastic surgery. Uh, I don't know if she, I'm assuming she followed through with it. I don't know, but uh, yeah. But thanks for the update, Dave. I'm glad you know all this. Either way, that'll do it for the news and notes. Ready to get into, uh, I guess we'll call it an event? No. <laughs> well, we're going to get it over with right after this next break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, 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 it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's ECW Crossing the Line 99. Uh, the date was February 12th, 1999. The venue, Elks Lodge 878 in the Queens neighborhood of New York City, New York. I had to, I had to look this up, dude. The, uh, the building looks like a damn post office. Yeah. Not even joking. Um, I was like, what? Like, this is a rando-ass arena, man. Or, well, not arena, but that damn Elks Lodge. <sighs> Whatever. But How many people were there, it, does it say? Say what? How many people were there? Allegedly a thousand. So, I don't know. That's that's about what you can squeeze into the soundstage. Allegedly well over 500. <laughs> right. But we get right into the show. Joey Styles is the solo commentator per huge. When we get little Guido Meritato with... Big Sally Graziano taking on Chris Chetty in about six minutes. Big so, Sal is like freaking mountain. Yeah, big. Uh, he's not called Big Sal because of uh, you know just just for a nickname. I mean, it's it's real. 
Ah, this is real. But Big Sal interferes behind the ref's back a handful of times. At one point, he gets on the apron, and Chetty dropkicks Guido into him. In the end, Chetty hits the Amityville Horror, followed by a springboard moonsault to win. I was kind of shocked by that one, because Chris Chetty wasn't uh, really established by this point. But uh, I give it a star and a half. Uncle Dave did not rate any of this. What do you say? I gave it two. It was fine. It was one of the best things you see on... It wasn't great, but it wasn't one of the. It was probably one of the best things we'd see on this card, which is saying a lot about what we're about to watch. So there you go. But Joey Styles says, "Get ready for the next one." <clears throat> yeah, uh, Joey Styles teases that tonight we're going to find out the Dudley Boys' mysterious benefactor and whether or not Shane Douglas will retire. Oh joy! But. Before the next match starts, after Danny Doring, Roadkill, Balls Mahoney, and Axel Rotten come out, Doring says that he has a heart shaped box. <laughs> Doring shows that he has a heart shaped box of candies and says that for Valentine's Day, he's going to give it to a very special woman. Doring then says that he's going to give it to the most attractive person he knows, Roadkill. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, argue with that. Chickens. Uh, but Roadkill throws the candies away, and Danny says that he wouldn't give candies to any whore in Queens, and he, God, uh, and he likes Philly way better. Uh, I mean, is that just like, I, uh, I like, uh, diarrhea better than constipation. Like, Do you remember that scene in Superbad? Who's with that, Muhammad? Oh, who's with that, Muhammad? What the hell is in New York and Queens? Yeah, right. That's like, oh, man. He then goes on a rant about being a real wrestler and not needing chairs. So this match is dastardly Danny Doring and Roadkill taking on the chair-swinging freaks of Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten. Goes about How do they not call this team Rotten Balls? <laughs> right? It was right there. God. Uh, but this goes uh, 6 minutes 44 seconds. Of course, this, quote, wrestling match doesn't last long. Uh, Doring gets taken out. Then Mahoney and Rotten take turns blasting Roadkill with chairs before Balls pins him to win. I gave it a whole half a star. What say you? Barely gave it one. This sucked. Anything involving the chair swinging freaks, I instantly am like, all right, it's going to start off at one star. It can either go <laughs> up or down from there. And I like Doring and Roadkill. I mean, they get better as time goes on. In 2000, I think they hit their stride. Ah, but God, this sucked. Joey Styles is alone in the ring next, hyping up the crowd before calling out ECW champion Taz. Uh, Taz comes out and says that he'll choke out anyone in the locker room, anyone from WCW or anyone from WWF. He then puts over New York City, drops his cat trays, and fucks off. <laughs> Uh, I guess just to, I, I thought like there was going to be something that happened. And I'm like, ah, no, he just came out to uh, be like, hey, everybody. Bye, everybody. Cool. And now Shane Douglas and Francine come out to the ring next. Shane's carrying his wrestling boots with him. They're both tearing up as a crowd chants. Please don't go. Shane says that the last year of his life has been the hardest he's li- he's ever lived. And then he puts his boots down in the center of the ring. Shane says that. Many reports about him are true, but many are greatly exaggerated. I don't know what he's referring to. 
He puts over Taz before saying it's time to hang up the boots. Douglas says he will never leave because he can work behind the scenes to help, but ECW has enough studs on the roster to keep the revolution going. God, and it's time to call it a career. Uh, yeah. Shane said, yeah. Shane says that the next person to fill his boots and become the next franchise is, and he's interrupted by Jason, Jazz, and Just Incredible. The Jays. And one of them gives me hives. But Credible puts himself over, calls Shane Gramps, <laughs> and says that he's the next franchise. Lance Storm and all his charisma interrupts now and says, <laughs> and says that while Justin is just incredible, he can do it all. Cool. I get so you're better than incredible, I guess. I, I don't know. It, this was a dumb promo. Uh, and he says, just like Bret Hart carried the WWF, he will carry ECW as the next franchise. Sure. Shane interrupts their bickering with some vulgarity and then says that the next franchise is actually Tommy Dreamer. Didn't see that one coming. A credible blast Francine in the face with a Singapore cane. Dude, she effing ate that, man. Uh, before he he and Storm beat up Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer runs out and gets beaten up for his troubles. Francine tries to protect Shane and gets kicked before Shane gets beat up some more. Joey Styles makes sure to call Credible and Storm, quote, the impact players of ECW. I wonder what that could mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not cool with, you know, I know it's kayfabe and whatever, but it's, it's kind of hard to fake a Singapore cane shot to the face. I just, I don't know. I wasn't cool with this. But then again, it's not like this is the first time that Francine's gotten beaten up by dudes. Yeah. Bro, abuser. (laughs) Uh, It's almost as if Vince Russo is helping to write this crap. Anyway, up next is an actual match. How about that? It's Super Crazy versus Yoshihiro Tajiri in 7 minutes, 15 seconds. After a crazy match... Super Crazy hits two springboard missile dropkicks, followed by a springboard frog splash for the win. Uh, I gave it two and a half stars. Uh, if it would have went longer, I probably would have bumped it to three. But what do you say? I gave it two. It was a complete car wreck. It was crazy to watch. Yeah, it was like watching a, a cruiserweight match over in WCW. It was fun, but yeah, to your point, it was a car wreck. And it was short. Uh, speaking of car wrecks, up next, we've got the human car wreck himself, Sabu. And he's got Bill Alfonso in his corner, defending the FTW championship against Skull Von Crush. And in 2023, that title's still on TV, folks. <laughs> right. But who is not still on TV is Skull Von Crush. To anybody who doesn't know who that is, it's the future Vito. Why he was yeah, wore the dress. Yes. Uh, why he was doing a, uh, r- I guess, Russian gimmick here, I have no idea. They picked the stupidest possible name ever. All right. This goes for six minutes. Uh, opinion. Uh, this is, that's right up there with Ice Dagger and Chili McFreeze. <laughs> but Sabu misses the double leg takedown to start the match because he goes for that every match and never gets it. Like, why? I guess that's like Ric Flair going to the top rope. He never 
hits it, but he still you gotta does keep it. trying, dude. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna hit it one of these days. Damn it! Like Shaq, you know, putting up the free throws. Eventually, he'll hit one. But once Sabu pulls Skull through a table, or puts, excuse me, puts Skull through a table, he grabs a mic and calls out Taz. So I guess the match is over, I guess. Uh, But he calls out Taz in the middle of this damn match, who gladly comes out and starts fighting with Sabu. Okay. Uh, For the car wreck that happened for the first six minutes, I said it was a star and a half, two stars, somewhere in that vicinity. What say you? I was enjoying it until this, when it dropped you down to a one. Yeah, uh, I it had potential, but yeah, I, like, what the hell? This was a thing in ECW. They hardly ever actually ended a match. Like, something would just happen, and then it's like, oh, yeah, there was a match. Anyway, moving on. Bro, we don't wrestle, bro. Bro, nobody cares, bro. They want to hear more talking, bro. Angles. I'm entertained by this, bro. <laughs> As a pure TV viewer, I'm entertained by this, bro. <laughs> God, what an idiot. Uh, so security and other wrestlers hit the ring to break it up, and both men try to fight through them all. They get Taz out of the ring, and Sabu springboard dives on top of everyone. Hashtag dive. Uh, Taz gets back in the ring and calls Sabu back in. They brawl some more as everyone tries to break them up. And then we do the uh, flipping of the scenes. And next up, the Dudley boys are in the ring. And Joel Gertner drops his usual promo about banging everyone's mom. Let me try to get some uh, heat on myself here. Is Sabu good for anything? Like, at all? Is who good for anything? Sabu. Oh. Uh, what the hell has he ever really done? And what's he, he good di- for? He dives off of things and goes through things. And he points his hands to the sky. Yeah, there you go. I will say this. I've been entertained by some stuff he's done, but he can't be in the ring with just, like, anybody, and I care about it. He needs to be in the ring with somebody like Van Damme or Jerry Lynn or Taz. He's done. He's leaving. He's my favorite part. I'm not as harsh of a critic of Sabu as you are. I'm not, like, a Sabu fan or anything, but he's all right. I have a Jax figure of him. Do not make the uh, tells of him. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If, I don't think that one's ever going to happen. Uh, although maybe when he's finally ready to stop jumping through things, he'll uh, retire and WWE will put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Joel Gertner's promo here is literally just everybody in the crowd. I banged your mother. And then Bubba oh, Ray gets oh, up. Sexual windows. Oh, oh, oh. That's all I got. <laughs> right. Well, well, well. If it isn't I, the man who banged your mother and then peed in the tank of your toilet so that when you flush, more pee comes out. Anyway. Wow. Did you really say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a thing from The Office where one of the characters is like, yeah, my son learned this new thing he does all the time where he craps in the tank of the toilet. So when you flush, crap comes out. He calls it an upper decker. <laughs> oh, your son created that, huh? <laughs> right. Uh, if nobody believes me, go to Urban Dictionary. It's uh, it's on there. Anyway, or you you know you can take my word for it. But Bubba Ray says that the Dudleys taught the uh, public enemy the true meaning of hardcore, and that the public enemy is not there tonight. He runs down. Oh the public no! Enemy. I know they they're who I paid for. Damn it! 
but he runs down the public enemy more and tries to say that they went to the WWF and he says to watch their crappy pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah, because this has been gold, Bubba. Uh, but <laughs> Bubba says that the crowd cheers for them now, but they were never there for them when they were becoming the best tag team in wrestling. New Jack now comes out and drops a whole lot of vulgarities. He talked about facing the Dudleys, and Bubba tells him to go get himself a partner, like Cronus or Spike Dudley. New Jack says he's got himself a partner, and then Mustafa uh. comes out. <laughs> Mustafa comes out with a trash can full of crap. I guess he's been gone for a it's while. Mr. Mustafa now. Well, it's about so they make sure to tell you the hell out of that on commentary. Right. Well, they beat up the Dudleys for a bit before Mustafa blasts a guitar over New Jack's head. Joey Styles claims that Mustafa has been paid off by the Dudley boys. And the Dudleys then team up on New Jack. Some idiot keeps ringing the damn bell as they bust New Jack wide open, hit him with a 3D, and keep beating him up. And yet still the bell keeps freaking ringing. John Cronus and Spike Dudley now come out, and they get beat up as well. Mustafa pulls out a wad of cash and splits it amongst the Dudley boys as Joel Gertner reveals that Mr. Mustafa is their mystery, uh, mysterious benefactor. Okay. <laughs> to, which, <laughs> to which I ask, why? I, I don't get any of this. Like, why do they need a benefactor? Why is it was Mustafa? This a match, by the way? Uh, not really. Because like, good. I, 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 didn't, I want to tell you right now, I didn't write it. I didn't yeah, think no, it was a match. No, it was just a segment with uh, some beatings going on. There's a lot of them. We get yeah, one exactly. more. Yeah, exactly. I was confused. Right. But we get a couple more of those. So next up, Lance Storm comes to the ring again to cut a promo, saying that Tammy Lynn Sitch couldn't handle it in ECW anymore and took off. Oh, man. He insults her and says that she needs plastic surgery. Oh, God. Uh, he, he then says that his new manager is Beulah McGillicuddy, but the woman who comes through, through the curtain is Don Marie. Tommy Dreamer now runs oh, out to jump. Oh, uh, you ain't kidding. Uh, Tommy Dreamer now runs out to jump Lance Storm, but Just Incredible comes out to, and double teams Tommy until Shane Douglas comes out and clears the ring. Jason tries to sneak up behind Shane, but Fred. Uh, but Francine comes out of nowhere and spears the piss out of him. He takes off as Shane holds Francine back. Shane and Tommy hug as the crowd goes nuts. Because, you know, Greg, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta got hug. hug. <laughs> Bam, got it in. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is our second to last match of the night. If you want to call it a match, it's Steve Carino versus John Cronus. And this is another one of those where I guess it just ends. Like, there's no finish. It just ends. And I'll explain what I mean here in a second. So this match gets thrown out, I guess, in pretty short order because Carino hits a powerbomb. And then uh, the guy who, uh, I want to call him Kurt Hoggins, uh, Brian Myers, loses his crap to judge Jeff Jones comes out with a mic. God. So judge Jones says, Kareem uh, asked Carino if he knows the severity of the crime he just committed because 
He is not to use that move around here. He says that move belongs to the master. And Sid comes out wearing jeans. Crowd blows for the master and ruler of the world. And Sid chokeslams Steve Carino straight out of the ring. Yikes. He just like picked that mf -er up and, and just hurt him over the top. <laughs> I feel bad um, for a little bit. I did too, especially about you know what's about to happen. Uh, and then he powerbombs Cronus. Crowd wants more. So Sid brings Carino into the ring and powerbombs him. The crowd chants one more time because they're sick bastards. Sid listens and he powerbombs Steve Carino again. When the crowd chants one more time again, Sid powerbombs Cronus and then leaves. It looks like Judge Jeff Jones gives last rights to both men before he leaves, too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you were going to say Hail Mary. Yeah, I was like, hot damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was uh, this was something. I don't I don't think Sid sticks around. I think he's about to pop up in WCW, but whatever. Yeah, he's going to be the Millennium Man like a year. Yeah. Well, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, it's main event time. We'll be wrapping all this up right after this. Thank heavens. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the capital district also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. 
And we're back! We are Main back, sir. Main event time. This was obviously match of the night because uh, what the hell else could Easily. it be? Yeah, it is Rob Van Dam with Bill Alfonso in his corner defending the ECW and World Television title. Unfortunately, how did RVD never just kick that thing down his damn throat? I would have taken it, shoved it right up his ass. Like, good lord, dude. Well, actually, I don't know if I want to do that because uh, every time he farts, then you'd hear it throughout the arena. But either way. Wow, why do you go right to that? <laughs> well, what else would happen if he shoved it up his ass? But anyway. <laughs> but it's Rob Van Dam defending the ECW World Television title against Jerry Lynn. And this Jerry goes. Lynn. Yeah, that. This goes 17 minutes, 44 seconds. Most of these didn't have official times, so I actually sat and timed it myself. But this was. Per usual, a great match. Again, per usual, uh, Alfonso gets involved a lot. In the end, RVD hits. RVD is a face, right? I think? I don't know. I was say, he was no. always like, he was always cheered. And Alfonso was always being dubious. Yeah, like, uh, I think Alfonso's the heel here, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. I think Sabu was the face earlier, and he was with Sabu, so maybe he is a baby face. I don't know. But in the end, Rob Van Dam hits the five-star frog splash to win. And I gave this trace stars. What say you? Yeah, same. Same. Uh, I mean, if you're going to grade it on the ECW scale, it was higher, but I'm grading on reality. So it was three stars. They've had better matches, but this one was was pretty damn good. Uh, and like we had mentioned, best thing of the night. But RVD and Bill Alfonso celebrate to close the show as Joey Styles thanks us thanks us for watching. Yeah, uh, you yeah, should he be thanks for watching. I wanted to kick you in the face for making me watch this. <laughs> I was like, you better thank us for watching because this was a chore. But that brings us to the end here. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to tell you our final ratings and what's coming up in the future of this here podcast. It's going to get better. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. 
Main Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings here. Nobody rated it. So it's just me and Greg's ratings this week. I rated it five out of ten for an F. What say you? Solid F. Yeah. Maybe an F plus. I don't know. But it's 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 bad. It's really bad. Guess an F for F U T J for making me watch this crap. That's what that F's for. Oh well. Oh Lord. Yeah, this sucked. But either way, coming up on the podcast next week is double main event week so we got two shows coming at you first on february 15th it is wcw super brawl 2 we're going back to the year 1992 for this one should be good and then on friday is wwf raw from february 5th 2001 where was that at uh that is the last raw from the georgia dome so that you is happening. Go back and listen to the intro of the podcast, by the way. I explain right. it. <laughs> right. Well, that uh, that does it for us. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, I hate you for this. You're welcome. And we'll see you next week for Double Main Event Week. Double Main Event Week.